what it is yo what's up it's your host of real talk sports deontay smith and uh we're back again with another episode of this pod and i just want to let you guys know this one's going to be touching on your robust slash zero rb strategy when it comes to drafting um i'm not gonna waste no time when i draft i prefer the zero running back strategy just because you get a whole lot of points on bad players there's only so many good teams that use running backs one running back at all so i'm like even if i have a guy that plays for say the Bengals, tyler boyd they're behind a lot they still throw a lot he's still valuable um i have a guy like calvin ridley who only scores tds i'm still in good shape because those tds are worth what seven points for the catch plus the TD, depending on how many yards he gets. So there's really no downside when it comes to drafting a ton of wide receivers. Now, in this most recent Academy draft, things went unexpected. I didn't expect it to go the way it did, and I'm gonna tell you guys exactly what happened. All right, so I put up a poll on my Twitter at I barely tweet, and it says, "What's your ideal strategy?" And two options were zero running back and robust RB approach. Eighty-two um, percent said they enjoy the robust RB approach. That's when you draft and load up on running backs. I am part of the eighteen percent who enjoys the zero running back approach in dynasty the reason i prefer zero running backs is because you get longer lifespans or roster lifespans when you draft more receivers running backs come and go two to three years you get a great running back you're four five six you're trying to ship them and get them out of there because they're either going to ask for a lot of money by the end of their fourth or fifth year and their team's not gonna always wanna pay them. So you put yourself at risk for a holdout. But the CBA has kinda negated any temptation to hold out by the amount, I think it's like $500,000 they fine you if you decide to hold out. So that's why, uh, so early in the year before the CBA was approved, was, uh, was agreed to, I traded Dalvin Cook because I feared that happening. And uh, now looking back, it was a stupid trade, but I cannot say I'm not too upset. I ended up getting carry on Johnson in that trade and to replace Dalvin Cook from a running back standpoint. And now with DeAndre Swift being hurt, I'm kind of not feeling as bad as I did um, in the days that follow and in the months to come when I saw that Dalvin Cook and the CBA would not be, the CBA wouldn't allow him to, or it would make sense for him financially to hold out. And he said he was reporting to camp. And I was like, oh, freak. What an idiot. So I jumped the gun. So if that teaches you anything, always wait until the absolute last hour to make your your selections. I mean, to make your trades and things like that. Um, because that was something I could have, uh, I definitely could have kept them a little bit longer. Gotten more value out of them. But my fear was just that um, I would get to a point where he holds out and then nobody wants him. And I was really trying to avoid that. Now back to this uh, this draft that we had in the Academy League. I'm going to give you guys a shakeout of my roster. 
um, who is expected to finish 11th when you look at the fantasy trends and final standing projections on the ESPN app, which I super hate because uh, there's no way a team as loaded as mine should be 11th. So now here we go. I'm going to give you guys a rundown of my roster and let you guys do most of the judging. So at quarterback, I have Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton. Cam Newton gives me that carry poor, that point per carry um, ceiling because he he will run when he has to. I'm not I'm not worried about that. And Aaron Rodgers, who really doesn't, he's just consistent. Um, so it's not really like. Uh, not going to be losing much if I don't start Cam Newton one week. Like, Cam Newton opens against Miami. I'm going to start him for sure. Um, that just seems much easier than Minnesota. Minnesota, who doesn't have the defense they used to have, but they are still pretty good. And I do think um, Green Bay will come out a little slow. Um, and also, the Patriots could very well come out slow as well. But I just feel like a lot of what could help me in week one versus Miami rather than Minnesota is that Cam Newton can run. I'll get points for every carry that he gets. David Montgomery, Raheem Mostert, Carrion Johnson, James White, and Malcolm Brown are my running backs. The reason I like my running backs is because Mostert was considered the starter. He got an extension, so that shows that Shanahan and company are willing to put their money where their mouth is and pay him as if he is a starter. For them, for his, uh, for those 49ers, which I, I don't really worry about Tevin Campbell a whole lot, Tevin Coleman a whole lot, sorry. Um, but I do expect Mostert to be the lead guy there. Montgomery, he doesn't even have a backup. Tariq Cohen is not going to be the guy if Montgomery goes down. So I do feel like uh, he he looked good at sometimes last year. Um, I'm not really worried about. The carries because he averaged he he ranged from 13 to 21 carries a game um, in each of his games so it's not really like uh, I'm losing a whole lot because um, he those I get a point for every carry he gets so he's a lead guy Moster is likely a lead guy so I get points for those that I don't expect them to finish very highly but I do expect them to give me those points per carry carry on Johnson he's going to be a starter as long as Swift is hurt and uh, he does catch out of backfield. James White, I got him just for the PPR value that he is. And um, maybe the pass protection. After seeing what Cam checking down to CMC so often, I'm not saying he's CMC, but James White definitely fits a mold of a pass-catching running back that Cam Newton likes to play with. And I got Malcolm Brown just because he's been running with the ones ever since Cam Akers has, I mean, Daryl Henderson has gone down. And I don't expect Cam Akers to be a week one starter. Now, when it comes to my receivers, I am loaded. I'm talking loaded fries, loaded potatoes, loaded, loaded. Uh, I got Michael Thomas. He was my first pick. Then on the wraparound, uh, so I got Thomas at the eight. Yeah, I was, I was at eight. So I got Thomas. And then the very next pick, I took the best available at 17 with Devontae Adams. The reason I like that is because now I have a stack with Rodgers. Devontae Adams always gets like 10 catches per game. So I already have high ceiling or high floors when it comes to my wide receivers because they get so many catches. 
Then I have DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. So DJ Moore is one of those guys who fits the high target, high volume um, situation for him. Calvin Ridley, still Julio's on the other side of him. Calvin Ridley can be a high end wide receiver too, and he's my he's in a flex spot for me. So I'm I'm really really happy with my wide receivers to go into the season with. Didn't even mention Michael Pittman Jr., who is going to be the starting X receiver. Who else thinks Phillip Rivers loved the X receiver? If you know anything about Phillip Rivers, he always gives his X receivers a lot of catches. Just look at Keenan Allen. Then I also have Christian Kirk. I have Christian Kirk because I expect him to do a lot more out of the slot. Um, as they move Fitz out, Kirk inside, just all high volume offense so I really don't feel like I can take any L's there I got the Eagles defense just because they'll see Washington twice a year uh, that's enough for me them seeing Washington and I also think um, Darius Slay is going to negate a lot of what the passing offense does for the Cowboys and my kicker ooh, I say hashtag bang kickers is Kiami Fair of the Houston Texans. He's, he was pretty solid for me last year, so I picked him up again. Now, when it comes to tight end, I got Tyler Higby, Blake Jarwin, and Jonu Smith. The reason I like Jonu Smith is because he's always played behind Delaney Walker. He doesn't have Delaney Walker in there anymore. He's the number one tight end there. And I don't expect him to give me... Well, you know what? He can be a tight end one just because it's so easy to be a tight end one. You get to be top 12 in this league to be a tight end one. And I definitely think he's capable of that if he can get the red zone targets. He's gotten a whole lot of work in between the 20s. Hopefully, they check down and give him the ball more. I want Tannehill if you're listening. Higby, I think after seeing what he did last year towards the end, I was really satisfied with where I got him. Um, He put up one, two, three, four... 100 yard um, 100 yard games after week 13 and he also didn't catch no less than 5 catches in the last 6 games so it was really a lot of uh, a lot of hype around Higby and Camp. I hadn't watched Hard Knocks a whole lot or seen him a whole lot. It's been mostly about COVID-19 but I'm still pretty confident in my roster moving forward. I am projected to finish next to last in this league um, I want you guys to give me some feedback on what you think about my roster because I would love to hear um, how crappy or how good you think my teams are. Um, the number one team is Feed Zeke, and I'll give you this roster. It was Hunter who won the championship last year. He has Lamar Jackson, Ezekiel Elliott again, James Conner, Chris Godwin. Oh, shoot. He has a really good team. Marquise Brown, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Latavius Murray. Has Debo, who's going to be on open the season on IR, I think. Got Madison, so he has the handcuff for Cook, who has a good chance to get hurt. Miko Hardman, I really don't know how to judge Miko Hardman, uh, but he does have Zeke's backup and Tony Pollard. Cole Beasley, who I don't think is rosterable, but this is his squad. And he has now he has free agent Muhammad Sanu, so I'm likely going to try to send him a trade offer and try to get James Conner off of him because James Conner is going to be really valuable in this league. 
And I know Hunter doesn't doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and send that trade now. DJ Moore for James Conner because I have a lot of wide receiver depth, and I'm going to go ahead and send this. And on my next episode, I'm going to let you guys know how that went.